Hi, everybody. This is Amy Messersmith. I'm one of the associate directors for the Office of Supportive Services here on campus at Syracuse University. Um, OSS offers two opportunity programs, the Arthur O. Eve Higher Education Opportunity Program for New York State students and TRIO Student Support Services, which is a federally funded TRIO program. And so we're super excited today because today we are going to talk about generations. And so this is the first episode of a new podcast we have called Generation Podcast. And at the table, we have some awesome guests from a variety of generations. Um, I was born in 75, and I am squarely in Gen X. So I'm going to turn it over to Samantha. Okay. Hi, I'm Samantha Vallejos, a second year student at SU. Um, My homeschool is Maxwell with a major in political science. I was born in 2003, and I am Gen Z. Hi, I'm Maeja Mayot. I'm a second-year student in um, home college, Arts and Sciences, with an English major and political science minor. I'm also a part of Generation Z, and I was born in 2003. My name is Daniela Puente, and I um, my homeschool is Falk. I am pursuing a master's in public health with a concentration in global health. And I was born in 1999, so I consider myself to be on the cusp of Gen Z and Millennial. My name is Pat Langendorfer. I'm the Assistant Director of Guest Services with the Barnes Center in the Recreation Area. Um, I was born in 1983, so I'm full-on Millennial. Um, and no homeschool, because I'm not taking classes <laughs> right now. <laughs> Um, my name is Nick Piatto. Um, I'm the program coordinator for HOP and SSS uh, in the Census Project. And I was born in the end of 1995. Um, and I consider myself on the cusp of Gen Z and Millennial. But according to this paper, maybe I'm just Millennial. So we're going to figure <laughs> that out. We're both going to have to come yeah. Either one of us is securely Gen Z or one of us is securely I know. Millennial. I'm going to be up at like <laughs> 2 in the morning. Just like, <laughs> what am I? <laughs> All right. So the purpose of Generation Podcast is that we want to gather multiple generations around a table to talk about topics and discover and discuss generational differences. And the goal is to help people from different generations understand and educate one another. And I think that it's important to point out that none of us are going to be claiming to speak for any particular generation that we're a part of. We're just one person from that generation that's sharing their own personal perspectives. So, you know, I'm, you know, entire generation of people, I'm not, I'm sure there's lots and lots of diverse perspectives. So if I say something and your experience didn't match mine, my apologies. I'm not claiming to speak for you. Um, that means you need to come on the show. Say, what's, and the, clear what's, the yeah. what's the phone number or email you need to send right. complaints and questions to? What is it? Census Project at yeah, That's why you do. That's a slippery slope. It's like all that open feedback. Um, And then the other thing that we just kind of want to point out, because it's kind of interesting, is that, you know, here we are at a table, we have undergraduate students, we have graduate students, we have staff, we have staff from two different offices on campus, and it's kind of interesting how our roles at this table or at this university kind of parallel our generational differences, and so we just kind of want to acknowledge that, too. Um, Other than that, we have a couple questions that we were thinking about diving into today. Um, And so the first one that we thought that we would start with, just to kind of see 
different people's perspectives is, and this might be even an outdated concept, but I grew up in the 80s and uh, it was John Hughes films. And John Hughes films, like Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink, <laughs> Breakfast Club, they were very fixated on clicks. It was like, what group were you a part of? You know, cool versus uncool, um, or the different identities and how people kind of navigated and, and solved problems and got out of scenarios or whatever. And so clicks were like a huge topic of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So the first question is, what clicks is, existed in your high school? It's funny um, that you, it's already showing the generational thing, right, with John Hughes. Because mm-hmm. when you said, oh, John Hughes, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, all I could think was clueless. <laughs> when, when I started thinking like, oh, what, what was your generation thing? I'm like, oh, right. It was all the very clearly lined out little clicks in I thought of I thought of Mean Girls. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Mm. So like growing up, like were there clicks? I mean, obviously students grouped together, but mm-hmm. were they like defined by unifying characteristic? Or did that concept kind of die 20 years ago? So I went to school in, I, I grew up in Ohio. So I, as a small town, Midwestern, you know, fairly affluent district, kind of a privileged suburban upbringing. And I remember feeling at the time, like there were definitely like the athletic jock kids that stuck together, football players, basketball players, you know, like the typical, like uh, varsity program mm-hmm. folks there were like the musical artistic kids that did theater and band and orchestra and then there were like the skater kids who were causing out to cause trouble or listen to like heavy metal music or whatever the <laughs> thing was right like the there was sort of this like rebellious attitude among them. and then there were people who sort of floated through all of that stuff like they kind of dipped in and out of those social mm-hmm. groups but there was never like a very clearly defined like, oh, you can only be part of this group and you didn't have to like sign up or anything. It was people that sort of, <laughs> there were people that did sports, but they also sang in the, the choir and then also like starred in the play. And there was, yeah. so there was some things that crossed over. It wasn't quite as like rigid as that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how my experience was too. Also, I don't know if like it could be the generation thing, but I also grew up with like a hundred kids in my high school. So yeah, I didn't really experience any clicks. Like you said, it's like, yeah, the sports kids, but they also could have been the kids who would like go meet up at night and go smoke weed. We didn't have those, like, defined. Mm. Right. Only 100 students? Yeah. In, in the whole school? school? Yes. Whole school. Um, I think my graduating <laughs> class was, like, 28. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. So, Crazy. small town? Yeah. Okay. Small town. Yeah. I mean, I think my experience was similar, but my high school was a lot bigger. We had about 2,500 students. So, um, mm. I think there was definitely cliques, but they weren't, like, set-in-stone established cliques. You know, um, and also I feel like there was a lot more like how you said how students would like go back and forth. I feel like there was a lot more of that mm-hmm. than like a just like, oh, you can only be an athlete or you can only be like a band kid. Like right. they definitely intersected a lot more. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. A little more, more, more of the butterfly syndrome. Yeah. Like social butterfly can move around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like that's how mine was, too, because like, I like I was a big music person, obviously. But, like, I also played, like, baseball and basketball. So, like, I feel like I, like, there were definitely groups, kind of. But, like, people were able to go through them, like, with relative ease. Like, Mm -hmm. I always felt like I was more, like, in the music world. But, like, I had 
good friends that did sports and like I would hang out with them sometimes. And I noticed, especially like, I don't know if this was the same for you guys, but like the clicks felt a lot stronger actually in like middle school. Yes. And like as you got closer to graduating, it seems like it all kind of just like fell away. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. by the time it was senior year, everyone was just like, we're all seniors. Like it's yeah. like, you know, so I don't know. Did yours like kind of I think, stay? Yeah, I think ours kind of had the same pattern. And that's really interesting now that you mention it. Yeah, like junior high to like early high school were when it was like the strongest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the 80s, it was like definitely you had your athletes. And it was interesting because like the athletes in the stoners didn't really, there wasn't a lot of overlap. And mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling that's probably different now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we definitely vouched it. <laughs> Before it was like the Reagan just say no. And so like, mm. you know, stoners was like mm. very stigmatized and it was like the losers that did that. And like the athletes were kind of like the stars because they got the attention and they got the support and they got, you know, everybody kind of rallied around the teams. Um, and then the opposite of that, the people like under the stands, were like kind of like, you know, how, how, and that was, that was like my crowd. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't part of like the, the mainstream. I was definitely mm-hmm. like drawn towards the more like, um, offbeat marginalized perspectives. Um, and so like, yeah, there was a big divide there. And then because it was the 80s, if you were going to be rebellious, it usually fell into, and I grew up in a very predominantly white suburban um, environment, kind of like you, Pat. Um, It was, the rebels were like metalheads. And so it was like teased hair, ripped jeans, like, um, you know. Very clearly distinguished from the rest of the school and the rest of the groups. Mm. I feel like another interesting thing you said is... First off, the word stoners. But building off of that, you said like the stoners were like the losers and like people that kind of look down on them. I think growing up now, it's like, or when I was growing up, it's like if you had access to smoke weed or like you wanted to invite someone to come smoke with you, it's like, oh, he got it. Like, let's go. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I think I definitely noticed that. So I grew up in the same school district until my freshman year. And mm. then my freshman year, I moved to a new high school. Oh, so my man. high school experience was two very, like, completely different things. So mm. where I grew up was a predominantly suburban, white, wealthy community. Like, it was known as the wealthy school district. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed it more in middle school. And, like, growing up out of it, I realized a lot of those divides were more, like, socioeconomic like mm-hmm. we felt it as like oh it's the cool kids and the losers but it was like it's the kids who have the money to participate in sports yeah. it's the kids who have the money to take mm. the cool trips all together and go to the movies and whose parents could take them to the fun hangouts and the big houses mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that when I was in middle school but like high school I was part of the arts group and that's when that like crossover the butterflies started happening and then I moved to a new school in a rural area where the majority of the school was lower income more diversity and then that's where it really was like a completely different experience where we were all navigating it mm-hmm. together. I graduated with 60, 70 people. And so I knew everybody, everybody knew everybody. And like those like definitions were not as prominent mm-hmm. at yeah, all. Yeah, I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Because so, I, I grew up and graduated from like a small community, low income community, minority community. So I feel like that's like also reflected like everyone just knew everybody. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it becomes so much more like easy, I think, when it's so much less because I did everything. I was in theater, yeah. I was in band, I was yeah. an athlete. And so I never felt like I think back and I'm like, I feel like some of the things I did, like, I feel like I, like, if we're looking at the movies and we're looking at what's the narrative that's presented there, like, I should have been bullied, but like, <laughs> I didn't. Like, I was, I've always, like, I'll think back and I'm like, why didn't I? Like, Probably just the just for kid like that a- wasn't getting bullied because yeah. <laughs> all the everybody else was in the play, too. But. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so interesting because, like, I think. Like, when you go to a small school like that, yeah, you don't have to worry about getting cut from the team or, like, mm-hmm. not being right. a good singer. It's like, please, we need, like, anyone. So, like, there's, like, a hierarchy of, like, skill, you know, and of talent. But that hierarchy of skill and talent goes back to, like, do you have money to get private yeah. lessons? Do you yeah. have, sure. like, money to buy skis? Like, you know, yeah. so, like, that's really interesting. And another thing, it's like, yeah, you like you said, you, anyone can join anything in my school. Because we need the numbers. Even without trials, we have maybe, like, six people on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. But there was still, like, a social like a social thing between the athletes and the band members in my school. Mm. And it was, like, really weird. Because not, like, weird. It was just awkward. Because, like, the band kids would feel like they didn't get, you know, in the school newspaper. Didn't get, like, the camera people there. And then it was, like, this weird tension because the band kids started saying, like, oh, band is a sport. Oh, and then it was like just like a really weird shift. <laughs> that so rivalry. That was there in my school for sure. It's so interesting that that's like the biggest one, like it, like that people think of is like a band or like orchestra versus like sports. You don't get me started on this because I'm gonna go into <laughs> yeah. a, whole, a whole music head thing. You know? That was but. also a big difference from the school. So I was super involved at the original school I grew up in. You couldn't go everywhere because mm-hmm. it was competitive. Mm. Everybody was fighting. Everybody knew their class rank. Everybody was like fighting for <laughs> oh, spots on the rank. theater team and our arts program was really robust we won awards we did all that so that narrative of like they're not giving us recognition our sports were bad Mm. Mm. but they were still selling out the stadium and they were still the priority of like every like news outlet that was focused on it and so that that struggle I think is what the movies get right yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's funny you mentioned like the socioeconomic part to me and I think for sure like the access to equipment like playing a sport like hockey for example or lacrosse they're they're expensive to get equipment for so and to go to a camp and like be part of a outside of just the school sport now you've got travel sports and Mm. then you've got to be able to travel and afford the hotel rooms for tournaments and all that other stuff I think just as much as that we had in my district that I was in the kids that had a lot of money also had a lot of money to spend on drugs Mm. or (laughs) drinking or just Mm. doing whatever it was so I think more than anything else it was the socioeconomic thing that just pushed people to the extremes whether it was involvement in a positive way or involvement in something that they really shouldn't have been getting into but because they had more money they could do it more so it just became more obvious there were kids in the middle who sort of like middle class like the kind of economic status was sort of kind of blended in right but they were also doing stuff they just weren't doing it nearly to that extent that wasn't popping up on school radar it wasn't the everyone at school knew that was the person that was doing drugs on the weekend or drinking on the weekend or whatever mm. so interesting what was your comment about the word stoner is that like a dated <laughs> term yeah i have not heard that in so long oh my goodness i was a freshman in, in high school and somebody was like I grew up incredibly religious I'm from Texas so small community super Mm -hmm. religious preacher dad and somebody was like sitting at the lunch table I remember this and they were like man I got stoned last night and I was like who was throwing rocks at (laughs) (laughs) like I genuinely out loud said that statement everybody at the table was like yeah you're joking right (laughs) another thing too is like the phrase pothead it's just uh, not used anymore. Yeah. Well, well, put us on. What's the linga? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Is there, is there like a, a, a phrase, even if it's not like mean, but like sort of like a, 
like a nickname for someone who smokes pot. You or, say she smokes. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You just, it's just smoke. It's, it's more of like about the action than about your identity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just because like I feel like everyone smokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the attitudes are so different now. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, thinking about what you're saying with like the being in school in the '80s, that if you mentioned the Reagan "just say no" thing, like mm. if you were trying to smoke weed in high school in the 80s, you never would have gotten a chance to make the team. The coaches would have been like, you're yeah. out of here. There's yeah. no chance. Yeah. You'd be out of school. Yeah. And Let then, like, <laughs> now it's like kids are taking their, like, dab pens to high school or, like, mm. hitting in the bathroom and it's just, right. like, happens. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so that, that okay. is interesting, like, because now it's like, I don't, you don't have a name for someone that specifically smokes marijuana. You just say, oh, they smoke. They smoke. And nine, I mean, I feel like in my experience, nine times out of 10, that means marijuana more than it means cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, because yeah. anymore, who's, I mean, I, it's interesting because I smoked cigarettes for like 10 years. Oh, really? I was a regular cigarette smoker. So, but wow. to say that now, like, you, you should see my students when I tell them that, they're like, yeah. <laughs> why would you do that to yeah. yourself? Like, well, it's it not like, like a, I didn't know, but I didn't, a, you know, I wasn't really thinking about the effects of it when yeah. I was It was 18. a rite of passage. Yeah. Like, yeah. you had to learn. So it would be like, not only could you hold the cigarette, you had to learn how to inhale the smoke. Wow. Yeah. And, like, exhale it and properly. What a, like, it, it was such an easy thing to do as far as, like, a, a way to introduce yourself to someone. You're intimidated uh, by a group, but there's a bunch of people sitting around smoking, and you're like, well, I need to talk to somebody. I'm all by myself at a party. Hey, can I bum a cigarette? Bum and now cigarette? you're friends with somebody because you're all standing there, and you're stuck standing there next to each and other notice, for, like, ten minutes. You notice yeah. that they smoke, yep. and, oh, yeah, Parliament, me too. It's <laughs> like, like an unspoken club that you had yeah. to become part of. Right? I feel oh. like a parallel for that is the Vaping. Yeah, definitely. Like people like if you see someone with the vape and you vape, it's like, oh, what flavor is that? What brand do you have? Yep. Oh, I don't like Alf bars. Oh, oh, oh that's wow. a good flavor. Like this is why I have no friends. I feel like me and Nick are like, I don't, I don't know yeah. that. I yeah, like, I don't do that. It's either like yeah. a couple of people that's I know true. do like smoke weed, and then a couple of people were still in like like that previous generation that smoked cigarettes, and and I. So yeah. we're stuck there, so there's no, like, norm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I would say, like, of course I knew a few people that smoked weed. I didn't know anyone that smoked cigarettes in mm-hmm. high school. Like, maybe one or two. Because by the time you were in high school, they were, like, $10 a pack. Like, yeah. nobody could afford and it. And all the commercials. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Especially, here, so especially New York mm-hmm. is, the, yeah. like, Do you guys a, know a how much a pack of yeah. Newports are right now? How much? They're, like, $15. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's Because it's at least $5 in taxes oh on a pack now. Yeah. So, like, when I was growing up, a pack of cigarettes were, like, $2.50. Wow. In high school, $3. Yeah. Yeah. So like if, if you had enough money that you wanted to buy, like, quote unquote, the, the ones you really wanted, your favorite, it would be like three fifty or $4. Right. Wow. Right. And then it would be like, like trying to pass as 18 yeah. <laughs> at the counter. Find your friend with the mustache <laughs> and get him to buy cigarettes for you. Yeah, right. that like didn't exist for us yet. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I feel like by that time, like, I don't know, my parents always talk about this too. Like, like it seems like no one was watching anyone. Like yeah. they were just like running around in the mirror, <laughs> like going to rock today? concerts. Oh, like, I'm you like, just hung out. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that was not my real reality yeah. at all. No. You know, I don't know how. And I feel like for this, not so much like us group where me and my age are growing up. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but like we didn't at that like certain age. Technology wasn't where it is now uh, but for like let's say kids who are like in high school middle school time now you just live 360 mm-hmm. I know where you are 
I know. Oh, yeah. I saw videos of this. I feel like that's like a big difference too. You have so much access now yeah. to your kids' lives or anybody else's lives or events or anything that could be going on that you just are gonna know. Wait, what is Live Three Sixty? Live Three Sixty is like an a tracker. I think it like can tell you like exactly where they are. Like you could even set it up to like see like if they're speeding on the highway type like. Yeah, yeah I think it, it's an app on your phone, right? Yeah. yeah. Does it monitor the rest of the apps on the phone too, or is it just a location basically? I'm not sure. There are like ways. There, so there's apps that do that. So Life360 is more like a safety focused one okay. where like you see your location and monitor speeding and things like that. But there are like monitoring apps mm-hmm. for those types yeah. of things to see activity on applications. I feel like for my generation, that was more like texting was that for you like yeah. if your parents were worried about what you were doing they'd take your phone like yeah. that was yeah. the that was the gateway into to your child's <laughs> world is like let me see your phone mm-hmm. yeah okay so <laughs> i think probably amy and i can blow minds right now my <laughs> my freshman year in college 2001 there was one person on my floor of 50 that had a cell phone and it was an mo- old school motorola flip <laughs> and if you wanted to call somebody you either used your dorm phone which you got like an on-campus number, five digits, you just dialed somebody else's five numbers. Or you went to that friend, knocked on the door and said, hey, I need to call somebody that's <laughs> off campus. Can I borrow your cell phone? Yes. Wow. And you'd give them money for the minutes that they had to buy. <laughs> wow. wow. Exactly. Exactly. So like my parents checking on texting for me, I was trying to convince them to give me a pager. Yes. <laughs> so I didn't have to call them every time I left the house to let them know where I was going to be or when I was coming home. And they were yeah. like, no, you're going to call us. Like, you need to be responsible for this. And so it was never, I never had to worry about like, Oh geez, my parents are gonna see the text message. I just didn't have a phone. Yeah, wow. like you, you guys would have to pick up the phone and call somebody else's room and be like, "Hey, do you want to go in the dining hall?" <laughs> wow. Or you gotta walk down if they're not in their room. Right. I guess they're not going to the dining hall with us. Yeah, I do remember house phones. Like you we still, we had a house phone. <laughs> I, I did too, so. growing up. Oh, like, you when did? I was really young. My oh, mom really? still has one, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, if the power goes out, she'll be able to talk to people still. Yeah, I the guess. rest of us will be like waiting for our phones to charge. Wow, that's wild. Technology, I feel like we could do a whole episode on technology. Yeah, I yeah. definitely think yeah. that should be an episode. Yeah, that definitely. Is, it's so many things. Mm. But when you're looking at, you know, I think this is probably like understanding the phones and how, like, when you're in college, when you're in high school, is like, how does how did your parents like connect? How did you connect with your peers? Mm. Like now you were talking about your parents made you responsible for calling. Well now like you can't make the excuse of like, Oh, I, I could, couldn't get to my phone. I'm I sorry. It was like, yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> they can text me and they can be like, I know you're seeing this message. You need to come home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, okay, don't leave them on red. You got to yeah. answer that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It kind of sucks actually if you're young, Yeah, you know, yeah. cause it's oh, like, yeah. you want to like yeah. be free. Like, be a little rebellious, but like you can't, you can't you get know? away with it. It's like you gotta become like a secret agent just to like <laughs> go get ice cream with your friend. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. So like I've got a four-year-old and a almost eight-month-old, and so my wife and I have conversations a lot about like, well, how old is old enough to be able to have a phone? Mm. Then like, what are the features we should allow at certain ages and yeah. that kind of stuff? Because again, it was like when I was in high school, if I needed a ride home, I didn't have my license yet. I'd either walk or I'd wait at the payphone in line with everybody else trying to get a ride home and then call. <laughs> And then if they didn't answer, I was like, all right, well, I got to figure something out. But there's no, like, I can't be like, well, just here's a roll of quarters. Call me. There's no pay. <laughs> right. yeah. So it's, it's got to be on the responsibility because of the system to make sure he knows yeah. how to mm. communicate. 
They yeah. do sell those oh. phones, I'm sure you said. I was thinking about getting <laughs> Like a gym like, bug with the big buttons and yeah. no apps? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I want to throw my phone away. Like, I'm at this point. I don't know. But, like, they sell these phones where it's, like, just calling or texting. And mm-hmm. you can, all, you can, like, you choose which numbers go in. Like, well, I lived in Japan for three years. And they, like, a lot of Japanese kids have these, like, little phones they clip to their backpack. Like, first grade. And it oh, just cool. only calls their parents, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know. It's good because you don't want kids on social media. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's the thing, too. When I was, like, entering the social media age, it wasn't what it was now. Oh. Yeah, things have gotten wild. Yeah. So it was, like, very easy to be like, oh, like, can I just download this new app? Like, it's so new. (laughs) It's so fun. Like, that's how I got Snapchat. Like, look, like, you can't even save anything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I also think it's interesting that we were talking about how wild we see like older generations because nobody was watching them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we just, we probably, there still is like those wild, like that spectrum of wild people now. But like, you see that on social media. Like, those people, they're, they're placed to like do those like wild things or access to that freedom and that liberty comes through like social media versus like, oh, my parents are going to let me go hang out wherever I want, smoke wherever I want for the afternoon right. now it's like okay I'm doing all these things on social media that my parents have no idea how that, to access mm, there now mm-hmm. like, yeah. if I wanted to go cause trouble for an afternoon the trouble lasted the afternoon and if I didn't get caught the trouble was over <laughs> <laughs> now there's a footprint for the rest of my life if, if I do something mm. and everybody else sees it like yeah, man, man. like this, this restricted ability to make mistakes and not have like serious serious consequences yeah. Yeah. for it it's gotta be hard I don't know what is that like, coming up in a different generation where like do you remember the time not being like Facebook or, or Instagram? I remember or making like- my first Facebook account. <laughs> I was 11 and I was in the fifth grade and I sat down, I think it was like near my birthday and I sat down with my mom. I said, hey mom, I want a Facebook account. <laughs> And we sat and we made it together. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I, I had that same. Yeah, I would. My experience was a little bit different because I was acting out when I was younger. <laughs> so I was not. My punishment was like. So my parents' rules were I was able to get a phone once I started traveling, like alone away from them, and that would have been sixth grade for me because I joined the traveling basketball team. But because of my behavior elsewhere, I was not allowed to have any sort of phone until, like, eighth grade. And then even then, my mom was like, okay, well, you can't have any social media. And then freshman year, she let me. But the first thing she made me do on everything was send her a friend request. (laughs) So So she could see everything. What's funny is that I didn't have a smartphone until eighth grade. Mm -hmm. But before that, I had an iPod Touch. And that's what I Mm -hmm. used. And I had an iPod Touch, I too. I an iPod then- Touch. You did? <laughs> it's, it's sitting in the car. It's got all my music on it. Because my, my, somehow my music got deactivated from, oh, my, wow. I, from my iTunes account. So oh, if, yeah, I, they if I lose it. the iPod, I yeah. lose all the music I ever yes. bought from when I was six years old doing Columbia House. Oh, Or, or sixth grade in Columbia. So all the way through what I bought on iTunes. Like the, all, That's my yeah. only record of the music I listen to. And my <sighs> dad refused to like pay for iTunes or buy iTunes cards. So on my old, my old iPod Touch was just like things that like he downloaded off his computer to my iPod and that's all I was allowed to play. Well, I'm from LimeWire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still have all my music from my iPod Touch. It's on my phone. Wow. I still oh, use yeah. that same account. Can transfer. Yeah. yeah. So like when we were younger, like we didn't, there was no Spotify or mm-hmm. Apple Music. Mm-hmm. So the form of, of medium distribution was CDs. 
And so you had to commit. This is what's huge. This is、mm. a huge difference between our generations because if we wanted to hear somebody's album, we had to put money up. It would be like ten dollars, twelve dollars, fifteen dollars, and so we had to commit to the artist. So then we listened to the whole album because we'd paid money <laughs> for the whole album, and so then we would hear all the good songs and all the not so great songs and all the really bad songs. And you memorize. You、and、knew what what track on the CD.、Yeah. Like, all right, well, that's track I two. I don't want to listen to three and four, but I'll go to five because、exactly. that would be. Yeah, and then like on the back of the newspapers, because you said Columbia House, so like on、yep. the back of like magazines, there'd be like ten CDs for one penny, and they'd be these like CD service subscription、programs. service, yeah. And so there was BMG in Columbia, but you had to commit, so you'd get like ten CDs for like ten cents, but then you had to buy like so many throughout the year, and so that's how you built your CD and if, collection. And if you didn't cancel,、wow. you were getting billed. Monthly, anyway. So then,、mm. the amount of times my parents were like, "We got another bill." Monthly <laughs> <laughs> bill. It was like it went for like t- literally like ten cents for ten CDs, and then it would be like fifteen or sixteen dollars a month. Yeah. Which is, at that、oh, time, there was、lot. no like Disney Plus or anything, so、yeah. there was no comparison. That was like fifteen dollars.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge <laughs> amount of groceries. Like that's、yeah. our utility bill or whatever. That, that was a lot of money. Yeah,、oh、my God. BMG was, was a little、sneaky. bit more forgiving,、yeah. where you、mm-hmm. you you didn't have to like commit so much. But like, yeah, that's how. That's how we got music, and so if there was like, and then picking ten artists is a lot. So you probably got some artists that you weren't that crazy about, but they only had like a hundred to choose、mm-hmm. from. So then you ended up with CDs from artists that like you were lukewarm, but then grew you on you just because. Try to get them to your friends so you can make some space <laughs> in your CD case. <laughs> the book, you gotta open it up and oh, I own the book. My dad,、yeah. we'd be on the yeah, car, yeah, and we'd be flipping. It's, it's funny because the whole idea of CDs was like, oh, it's not like a record that you can burn. It out because you listen、mm-hmm. to it too much. You can still burn out CDs.、Right. I used to have、yeah. them in my car, like a CD would be in my car in the CD player for three years straight. I would maybe change it every once in a while, but there would be like an album that I would listen、yeah. to nonstop over and over and、yeah. over again. My only experience, first and only experience buying a CD is when I was in seventh grade. I loved J Cole when I was too young to love J Cole, <laughs> and he came out with this album, Born Sinner,、mm-hmm. and for like my parents did not allow me to listen to it. On my little iPod Touch, so I went to Best Buy and I bought his CD, Born Sinner, and that's like the only CD I have ever bought, and I still have it. Wow! No, you, so you I, have the disc. Yes. But how do you listen to the disc? Um, my car blue. My car Bluetooth was broken, so it's actually like the only thing I would listen to when I went home in the summer. Because、mm. it's like that on repeat or silence. Because this、mm. used to be a process too, trying to transition media from what the new. Okay, well I got my、yeah. my cassette tapes. And you could get like a converter that would put those on CDs.、Mm-hmm. And then when CDs started, there was like mini discs for a while that tried to come out that didn't work. Oh, mini. And then CDs to MP3s was like you'd sit there and like okay, CD goes in, put it all in your iTunes. <laughs> yeah.、Oh, it, it didn't bring all the information, and so now it's just track one. You gotta type it. Type it all yes, in. Yes, I know. Organize your iTunes library, <laughs> and then your eventually your iPod or whatever would have okay, I got it just right. Now you can listen to everything you wanted to listen to, but. Yeah, it's a commitment, man. Yeah, yeah. you have to commit.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my dad used to so get, inconvenient. He used to get <laughs> CDs from the library. This is probably illegal. I don't know, but we we burn it to like the computer before they、yeah. had digital rights management. No, though, like, and yeah. yeah, that that's kind of my experience. It was more from like you know my parents are Mexican immigrants, so like、mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that like you know when more people would have been all ready to buy the iPod Touch and ready to do、yeah. all this stuff, we were still kind of like in the whatever、yeah. the previous iteration of it was,、mm-hmm. and then our cars. Were older, and、mm-hmm. so I know my first car. It was like I had a converter for the like cassette player to be able to like Bluetooth something,、uh, yeah. or like to be able to connect to like an actual MP3 device. Yeah, and yeah. like the Oscar, like the yeah, yeah, I had that、yeah. old track、yeah. one, track twelve. 
I just had to like know in my head mm-hmm. and then like learn the order so I knew if I wanted to hear the, the next thing and like my I have an older sister so like she would get the iPod touch and if that went out of commission for her then that then I would uh, maybe get an iPod yeah. touch I could get like a you know knockoff 3D MP3 player and right. that was oh. you know my and you know like a Zoom yeah. or whatever the, the <laughs> oh, competitor yeah. was originally yeah. for iPod yeah. I feel like that's like really important too because like growing up low income also I feel like we were also like a step behind like when people were getting mp3s like you said we were still using what we had another thing i had an older sister who was nick's age so i kind of grew up with that like she burned cds and i would watch her do that and like she'd write on them with the little hearts and I'd be like this is so cool i can't wait till i could do it yeah there's like cds in our car still yeah we have all of the jonas yeah. brothers cds all of the one direction CDs. i've got a briefcase in the basement <laughs> all of all my yeah. dvds and cds still and my car, thankfully, still has a CD player. But I'm like, what am I going to do with all these when we get to <laughs> the next version of the vehicle that doesn't have a CD player anymore? Right? Yeah. And just mm-hmm. so you know, the auxiliary thing, I think it used to be a cigarette lighter. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. in cars. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. power. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or there was like this one, my like my mom's old car. It was like a tape type, and then you put it into the tape thing on the CD and just plug it into your phone. Yeah. It was like a tape cassette that had a wire coming yeah. out. Yeah, right? yeah that's what that I had in my car. Yeah, yep. that older car. Yeah. It's so interesting like you talk about how it's different like it is different how people listen to music and like how they buy it and like consume it but it also influences like how they make it too Mm -hmm. because now people like if your song doesn't grab someone like in the like first five seconds people don't have that attention span they're skipping right so people are making songs you gotta have the lyrics come in right away or like you know, you gotta have, it has to be a TikTok sound, you know, like, so it's like influence, like, people are making a lot of album-based yeah. music. It still mm-hmm. happens, you know, but, like... I feel like we kind of, like, touched on that in our Fresh Out the Oven podcast. Mm, um, we did. It was, like, this first song, and everyone's like, nah, I don't like it. Then we got to that first course, and I was like, oh, this is actually really good, but we already made that judgment right away, like, nah. Yeah. Well, isn't the, the average length of, like, I don't know if it, is it just, like, popular music, pop music, the, the average length yeah. of song is going way down. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no bridges on songs. It used to be at three and a half minutes, no. and yeah. now it's, like, two and a half. Yeah, wow. yeah, definitely. I was yeah. making a playlist from somebody in the Barn Center. We made a playlist for our, well, I was making the playlist. Somebody in our office volunteered to make the playlist. And without disclosing too much information, we were not in the same generation. And so I was tasked... They gave it to us in CDs, and then we spoke to our event center, and they were like, we can't use CDs. And so (laughs) my boss was like, oh, can you, like, make a Spotify playlist? And I was like, yeah, sure, it'll be easy. So I'm putting the songs on there, and I'm, like, checking the links, making sure everything's the right. And I see the song. It's, like, eight minutes. I'm like, eight minutes? (laughs) (laughs) Is Dave Matthews in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Eight minutes? Who's listening to an eight-minute song? That'll fill up a whole CD. You only get, like, 56 minutes on a disc, so you got to... Be careful with your playlist at that point. Yeah, but oh, that that funny. was something like that was just that's such so a stark fun. contrast because I, I was taking the CD, making the Spotify playlist, and being like, "There's like three versions of this remastered 2012, yeah. remastered 20, <laughs> 2006. and so there's that's definitely funny. music's a really good way to Wait, see those kinds mm, of differences. What was the eight minute song? Oh, I do not remember. Man, he had some great music taste though. Like I just. Again, from like coming from an immigrant background, I miss like you know we're talking about the director in the movies. Miss it, miss it. Like any catch up to like movies like Clueless, Mean Girls, all of that happened for me, like in the last six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Because like growing up, all of that. yeah, growing up, it was the TVs in Spanish. Sometimes my parents would let us watch Disney Channel if there was anything like witchcraft wizardry. 
change the channel. (laughs) And so it's like, I'm like, the last seven years of being in high school and college have been like me rapidly trying to catch up (laughs) with the things I missed growing up religious and then also growing up in an immigrant household Mm. where like, it was was Spanish TV. Interesting. That's the thing you mentioned, like trying to catch up to that. Mm -hmm. I felt that way with, especially with memes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So the idea that like, there's a the speed at which new memes comes out and then yeah. to understand a version of a new meme, you have to understand a version of an old one. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the basis for all that stuff, then you're, you're behind the curve forever. Because yeah. there's so much content coming out every day. So yeah. There's no way you could understand the background of all the new references that are being yeah. made. Like that's, you're just constantly spinning your wheels. That's how I, I feel it. about TikTok. It's like, I don't have the time <laughs> to be on it. So everything's going to go over my head. Yeah. So like, if I try to like, dip my toe like I 100% will step in some like a big pile of steaming <laughs> crap because I will be doing something that other people will be like oh my god it's either outdated or it doesn't make sense or I'm like doing something that's been you know identified as you know not cool <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I I I hesitate to even try because it's, yeah. like, it's a, a whole world that I don't have time for mm-hmm. There was this um, TikTok I saw, which just reminded me of this guy walking around and he would say like the start of a very popular vine. Oh, yeah. And then he would show like, it kind of showed like the age difference as well. Like older people would be like, what? And then like more our generation would like just finish it like right off the bat. Like he's like two guys chilling in a hot tub and people would be like, what? And then the younger people would come in and just like (laughs) five feet apart and it's just like everyone knew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the layers of memes is something yes. that's so interesting because it's starting. That's where I've kind of started to feel my age a little bit because I'm like, what? Where did this come from? Mm. Like most of the time, I can still trace it, but as it gets like as this year goes, I'm like, oh no! Like yeah. I have no layers idea. On layers I on understand layers. that there is a layer here I'm missing, and I don't know where to find it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I spent a lot of time with the. Um, the students at the desk, but also like especially to anybody that's in the gaming culture, and mm-hmm. that especially the gaming culture tends to be really digitally savvy and understand the meme culture quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so even like our assistant director of esports is really tuned into that because he spends so much time around the people who are really interested in gaming, and he'll make a reference to something, and I'm like, hold on, you got to go back a minute. <laughs> I got to catch that. And, like, but I'll, I'll sort of like I'm, I can clearly see I'm two steps behind but I'm like alright mm-hmm. I think I followed part of that mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the next part of this yeah and then like for earlier me like I've just I just feel like a little lost and so you kind of have to context clues your way through things yep. because a lot of times when people make references I was reading an article and they they made like a re- it was a statement from like the 80s they made a reference and I was like they can't possibly mean the literal sense of that so that has <laughs> to be a reference to something and I asked my professor and she was like yeah, I don't know what that is. And it's, like, so weird because if we said, you know, two rows, we would know what comes next. And so whatever, you know, is written, you know what comes next. And, like, now that we've been so deep into music, there's, like, these different, like, oh, if you hear the lyric so-and-so, finish it. There's different songs now that Mm -hmm. finish the same introductory phrase. Mm. And it tells what generation you're a part of. It's, like... I don't know. I feel like technology is was just like it accelerated at such a pace, mm-hmm. you know, like where it had never done before, like for our generations especially, and like it it, it alters like everything, like mm-hmm. not just pop references, like it alters like 
like literally the way we go about every day, like habits, daily tasks. And like, I feel like if you grew up, like being able to navigate like technology, like just rapidly shifting, like all the time, you're like, oh, I can pick up that app yeah. or like, oh, I can pick up. But for people who like weren't young when that was happening, like I think it's really difficult because mm-hmm. like each new app or like each new thing is like, it's not even a new app. It's like a new way of like thinking. Where mm-hmm. for us, it's just like, oh, that like we we that's would switch a lot like that. Word. You know? That's a lot like PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know. Do you think there's like an anchor age that for each generation there's a thing that anchors? So like, so like I remember when Vine came out, but I was already out of college when like when mm-hmm. it was like oh. really mm-hmm. popular. I was in like fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. So oh it, and it's but like the idea, I'm trying to even think about what I could yeah. relate to when I was in high school because it just wasn't technology. Yeah. There was the internet, but YouTube didn't really exist yet when I was in high school. No, yeah. Mostly everybody still had dial-up, which is <laughs> a super <laughs> weird thing to oh, say out loud. the noise. Yeah. <laughs> but there, it seems like there's there's an age where sometimes things is like anchor for people. Like, mm-hmm. that, oh, that was the good old days. That was the thing that right. I remember being the, the thing for me. That's such an interesting concept as well, the good old days, because yeah. I feel like now as I get older, I'm like, man, like, Oh, when I hear people like my age say, man, I wish like kids these days or anything of that nature, <laughs> I, I still actively try to fight against it because it's like, listen. Yeah. Because I grew up, I'll relate this back to our music. I grew up a big One Direction fan. Uh, Me too. And I remember everybody's like, that's not real music. That's horrible, blah, 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 all this like stuff. And then I took a history of rock and roll class in 2019 in my like, in my university, I took a history of rock and roll class, which is really helpful to me because that that mm. was a class where I learned how much I didn't know about, like, people from the 80s, people from the 90s. They were like, everybody knows this guy. And I'd be, like, the one student Ooh. in the class that was like, <laughs> who? And I remember I, like, answered a trivia question. It was, like, the longest touring band was the Rolling Stones. But I couldn't – I didn't know that that was, like – the name and I might get it wrong here but I was just like whatever song Mick Jagger whatever band Mick Jagger's in whatever mm. band Mick Jagger's in and everybody was like you don't know the you don't know the name and so we were bullied for liking One Direction mm-hmm. and now I like see like Harry Styles on a Grammy and you see all these things and you're like Validation. and then learning about how the Beatles fan base that everybody's like you cannot speak bad about the Beatles like that was like the feeling growing up back in the day it was like oh they're not even real music it's just yeah. girls that like yeah. them like the way that like as you grow up, you validate the legitimacy and like the the artistry of yeah. your generation stuff, and say, "Oh, this is just TikTok sounds nowadays. Music is terrible these days." Yeah. Back in my day, we had artistry. We had like all these artists that did it right and that did good. And it's <laughs> like every generation says that. That was the mm-hmm. big, the the most common thing I used to hear about rap and hip hop. Well, oh, yeah. they're not you even making their own that. music. Yeah. They're just sampling other people's music, so oh, they're yeah. not really musicians. And we're like, whoa, hold on a second. That's not quite what's happening right. here. Uh, well, that, that lack of understanding yeah. because, it, because it's so different than the thing that came before yeah. or I'm so like, different than the thing that's coming next. I feel like in 2016, it was like, oh, these mumble rappers, these new rappers, yeah. this and that. And now that's like the SoundCloud rappers is who we see like out now, mm-hmm. like yeah. doing big things. Don't ever step foot in a music program. Because they'll say the same thing, so oh, because like, sampling and <laughs> hip hop's not real music, wrestling. Uh, that's like it's pervasive. So, so this mm. that's funny because the the idea behind that is so like this is the part that I found interesting, right? Mm. So Jason Derulo, Jason I think, Derulo. Oh, <laughs> so I remember thinking like, okay, pop artist, everything's overproduced, it's all auto tune, and then mm. you find out he went to Juilliard and is a classically trained opera singer, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh. 
Yeah. So, so that makes do, it okay. People can yeah. do more than one thing, yeah. and it's not just because that's what they put out. That like there's somehow because oh anyone who does that clearly doesn't have the value because they couldn't do it otherwise. Yeah. And that yeah. was the big argument for behind autotune, especially it was like, well, they're only doing that because they can't sing. But the fact no, they're doing it because that's the sound they're going for. Yeah. You know, that, that was the whole thing about like T Pain. Yeah, yeah. Like, T Pain. You can sing so yeah. good. Yeah. But like the fact that we even feel the need to have to like oh well if they were a part of this elite institution. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. then it's fine, you know? But, right. like, the fact that, like, we feel the need to, like, do that, I think speaks to more of, like, just a disconnect, I don't know, between, like, I don't know. That was the translation, yeah. though, I think, yeah. that people would go, yeah. like, oh, oh, because yeah. he was able to do this, mm-hmm. that, now we accept that this yeah. maybe is actually more music. Yeah. Was, there had to be that justification that behind it, yeah. right? Yeah. It, yeah, and I think there's so many layers to that that we can't really get into. Oh, yeah. 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 Because, you know... Getting getting behind that and feeling that way as like a person who is just very much a new fan of music. It's like I have always because I was I would say deprived of so much when I was younger. It's like once I got to have it, I'm like I'm not letting you tell me that the music I'm enjoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can't like a band, but yeah. I also can't legitimately like rap music. I can't legitimately enjoy yeah. classical How music. How is the process more important than the way things. it makes you feel? Exactly, right. and that I think that element of pop culture is so important to understand that like. It gets disregarded and you have to, you know, it has to be validated by either academia or like prestige and, mm. and all that validation. But really pop culture is impactful no matter what it is, yeah. yep. you know, the dissemination yeah. of information through social media, the connection that you're able to make, the advocacy that we're able to do nowadays is so much more accessible through these technological advances. And that, that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. why is Ma- Michelangelo more important than Andy Warhol, more yeah. important than <laughs> Banksy? Like how is exactly. that, how's that yeah. even different? Mm. Yeah. Do you guys feel like there was like a certain year, like or a certain time frame, like within each generation or like within your generation that was like really specified on? Because like for me or for us, I would feel like it's 2016. Like you get uh, on TikTok, like, you get on Vine, and it's like, ah, oh, I just want a year like 2016. Mm-hmm. Like everyone chases that year because you had like the mannequin challenge, Vine was still around. Like people in our generation just really hold on to 2016 for some reason. Mm. That's yeah. interesting. How old were you in 2016? I was 13. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember back to the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> My friends uh, love that year, too. Yeah, that was a great year. Yeah, it was I such a good year. I'm trying to think if there was like a... Yeah. Yeah. Right, you I'm trying to think if 1996 Drake. for me was when I was 13. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't really yeah. remember there being, like, that was the year. I got to go find some 1996. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think that was... Huh. I think maybe for me it would be, like, that period, and I, I, I would say it was, like, late or late 80s early 90s like 93 4 ish mm-hmm. where it was shifting from metal into grunge and that was like a significant mm. shift where it was like that's when Pearl Jam and Nirvana were really popular Soundgarden, Soundgarden. Yes. and the sound like the 80s hairband metal is pretty awful and I, I would say it doesn't stand up I mean <laughs> I love it for nostalgia purposes but it's kind of crap music no offense to all those bands. Just representing yourself, not the whole generation, right? (laughs) But then, like, the 90s grunge stuff is alternative. It's I'll still listen to it to to this day. Like, Mm -hmm. that holds up over time. I think that that's really good. So I think that that was a pretty significant shift for my generation. I'm thinking, based on this, because I'm looking at the clock and I'm looking at our questions, should we just, like, because there's six people at the table, should we go through our song choices? Is this yeah. a good like segue okay. yeah. to I talk think so. about? Yeah, like, I think we've been so very, do you want to oh, do no, a 2016 song? Oh, a 2016 <laughs> song. Yeah. Isn't um, that a good kid, Matt City? When I think of 2016, I don't 
Are we all picking 2016 songs? No, no, no. That was before. The original question was a song that kind of captures your college experience. Oh, so 2016 song. I just views by Drake. The album just came out. So I see 2016. I see Drake. I see Controla. I see those girls doing TikToks to the song, all doing the same move. So I would you say mean musically is not TikTok. Oh, musically, yes, my fault. Oh, I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Silly. so that's what I see in 2016. Controller. Should we go? Should we start early and go forward? Or yeah, we- start okay, early yeah. and go forward. All right. So this is. <laughs> this will be really funny. This is okay. So this is what would be playing at a college party, and I graduated in '97. <laughs> I'm glad we had the camera. I know. <laughs> oh my <gosh>. Just change <laughs> real quick on your board. <laughs> Does this ring a bell at all for you guys? Um, no. Yeah, no. There, yeah. There's this movie, Love and Basketball. And it's like a lot of party scenes in that movie, and this is what it gives. It, it's okay. like it's yeah. set in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This makes me think like uh, uh, Kid and Play. Yes. And like that whole that early like second or third generation of hip hop mm-hmm. and rap. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Still like, really basic production. There's not like lots and lots and lots of layers. Right. But that's the cool part. But it's so simple. Yeah. Sure. There's a hook. Got, there's a beat. Let's let's wrap the, on. The background chowders. They're not really singers. I'm gonna lift one up. Mine's recording. Oh, All right, Pat. I think you're up. So nobody's ever heard this song before. No. I've heard the song. I just don't know who it is. I can't remember. K seven. K seven. K seven. K seven. So, are we saying what would it be at a college party or college? like song that like college. Yeah, college experience. Party. like okay. a song that like captures? So to me, <laughs> that 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 was a college party song. I don't know that it captures my gener- my college experience. So well, I, I, it captures my. I have, I, I have a song that I think that captures my college experience. I'm just trying to think if like fits into like if I were to show to a party. Well, if we're going oldest to youngest, so that was Jenna. Yeah. So millennial, what do you got? All right, so. If there was a song in when I was in college that was on, like, if you were at a party or a bar. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we know you put a lot of thought into this. I mean, there's <laughs> only, it could only really, it makes me laugh even putting it on, because, like, this is, Wait. this is not the artist in the song that I would necessarily, Give like, me the, I can play it over the, um, oh, in yeah, our yeah. headphones. So, I just want to tell you, we're going to type it in. Okay. I could do a little surprise here. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'll have the volume already up. Oh, the suspense. There you go. I don't know if there's a clean version versus explicit version on there or not, but it's when it's, well, you couldn't shake this song. It right. was everywhere for what felt like a decade. It's not playing. I'll turn up the volume. Oh, oh yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. <This> was, <laughs> okay. In yeah. every place you'd go, it would be yeah. on everybody's playlist. There was, there was. It didn't seem like there was a chance you were going to go out to a bar or out to a party and not hear it at least once. A hundred percent. When I was thinking, like, uh, generally, I would say, like, Linkin Park, Jay-Z, or yep. College Dropout, the album. These yes. were, those were, like, that was three or four years worth of uh, this song was everywhere. 
Danielle's losing it right now. Oh, so wait, what year I mean, this? I, I this was feel 2003 like... or 2004? 2003. Yeah. Nobody has, it's like... 20 years ago. Yeah. This song yeah. is 20 this years old. This is Usher's old. confession right. album, right? I think so. Wait, yeah. what no, year I, I think it was after confession. After? What year is this? I think it's like 2003. 2003. Yeah, 2003. 2003. Wait, does that mean Usher is in his 40s? Yes. Yeah. Oh Wait, so I was listening to this song in fourth grade. <laughs> oh, you're right. It was on confessions. Yeah. 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 I grew up listening to this. Yeah, definitely. This is one of my favorite songs. Usher's yeah. confession album was one of my favorites. That's a great, That's a great album. album. Yeah, it is. You're walking onto the dance floor on this one, like yeah. a well, question. This was there's I, I even have it in my head. Um, was it Paul Blart Mall Cop? He did <gasps> yeah. a oh, dance in this song. No, oh, you're talking yeah. about Hitch. He's Hitch. Hitch. Oh, yeah, Hitch I song. love that yeah. movie. He's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because I don't want to like represent this as like the song of my generation, but the first four or five or so years, it's the song was mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. 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 That's so interesting. Good call. All right. All right. <laughs> Who's next? It's Nick. We're going it's in me, order. Right? Is it mm-hmm. Mr. Piatto? Okay. So I was in college 2013 to 2017. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I didn't like, I don't know, I listened to a lot of music that wasn't. Like party music, I'd mm-hmm. say. Like I listened to like a lot of Kendrick. So I was gonna pick like Humble, like Humble, was a big one, or like um, Redbone, like the yeah. Childish Gambino one. But mm. you wouldn't really hear this that. This is parties. exactly what we were talking about. Like Humble being out when you were in college. Yeah, that came out when I was in eighth grade. Yeah, I was um, working my first professional job. Oh, I guess this one you would hear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I'm not a huge fan of this. I could have been your academic counselor, Nick. <laughs> oh, I love this. One this dance. actually, no, yeah. This was everywhere. Yeah, yes. it was everywhere. This is what I'm talking about. Like that 2016 yep. vibe. This is it. Yeah. This is, yeah. This, this was is everywhere. I've yeah. never heard this song. Really? You really? really? You'll, you'll know the chorus. I think yeah. you'll know yeah. the chorus. Yeah. Let's see. You might know the chorus. It you was everywhere. Yeah, it was. Hmm. No? Yo, is this the chorus? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so remember the music I've please never heard yes. yes. There's like, this like one that was specifically everywhere. The meme? Yeah. The one where he, it's from <laughs> SNL. What, isn't it? Like it's or like his also bling. his like hotline blinks. Yeah. That music video. I almost played memes. that one too. Yes. Yeah. But I just remember like, like especially like Malu just like yes. belly dancing to the song. Yes. <laughs> like yes, in like that gray tank top. That is the exact <laughs> video I'm talking about. Or Drake always had people doing crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Y'all yeah, remember when everyone was dancing outside their cars, like yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like walking. Yeah. yeah. When he was just handing out money in that one oh, music yeah. video. God's oh plan. yeah, plan. God did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So this one I would say is my one. All right, Daniela, you're next. Uh, (laughs) I'm fascinated because you said you've been catching up. (laughs) I've been catching up. I'll preface this with I went to college at a super small liberal arts school Mm. um, that was a Christian liberal arts school. So um, it was a very strict conduct code. It was a very small on-campus student scene anyway. So like a party was like, 20 people and if it was getting crazy and people were calling the police you were like at 40 maybe wow and that was that was crazy and i know being like where we are now that's like what (laughs) so i will play my song yeah okay so this song it was my 
first college party and I grew up as I've explained and so I was terrified the whole time. I wasn't drinking, <laughs> I wasn't drinking, I was so nervous, I was absolutely terrified and this song starts playing and everybody gets so loud and starts screaming the lyrics and then we hear the sirens yeah. <laughs> and everybody just runs <laughs> and so this was very my college experience is mm-hmm. always always associated that, with that social song. capital that goes along with knowing all the lyrics and being able to say it louder than anybody else <laughs> yeah. that, that's oh. that's generational oh, everybody does there was that that party at one yeah. point yeah and right? you're in rural texas rural texas not a lot of background noise to cover no. up the music no, no. the cows <laughs> are all turning their heads like what is everyone doing but when I when I was living in Japan, I saw Kendrick Lamar oh, live, and really, yeah, and Japanese people. I mean, they were, uh, everyone's Japanese, so like they didn't know the lyrics. So I was like in the back, just like screaming. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> he probably saw you. He's like, oh, look yeah. yeah, do the back of my lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I also think this is also marked like a shift and like, you know, we had like Nicki Minaj was like yeah. one of the earlier ones, mm. but then by the time Cardi B came around, I think like after Cardi B, I feel like there was just there was so, so much more. And, yeah. I feel yeah. like Cardi B kind of introduced to the idea of like this hood rap for female. Because yeah. Nicki had her music, she had her game, she did run the rap game, but like Cardi Before came that. out with this. Before that, it was... Missy Elliott yeah. was the biggest yeah. really rap artist that I can mm-hmm. think of that was Or Little Kim. Little yeah. Kim. But even yeah. then, I feel like even then, Cardi B's the one who was like put on like that hood like yeah. for female rappers. Mm. Yeah. And now we have, you know, I the, Spice. Yeah, all of yep. them. All right. Elijah. Good choice. Who's next? Yeah, let me unlock it. So, are we doing college songs? Yeah. 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 So okay. that's like, no. That's guys. now. I'm curious. I'm right. really curious. I know. I'm curious to see what my yeah. will play. Play your gotta, own track, my You gotta help me with the song. I don't. It's like Uzi, <laughs> that, that popular song by Uzi. Uzi, let me see. Let me oh, see. the I one right now. Yeah. Not excellent tour right? Is it rock? Yeah. Rock. The one that's like. Hey. No. Just like. put in Lil Uzi. Should be the very first one that comes up. So I'm just. This one. Just barely familiar with. But yeah. With his. Yeah. Is this the one? I think so. The one where he, like the jersey. Yeah, this yeah. is it. You, because you know the tick. <laughs> but when this comes on, like when you're at a party, like oh my god, I was at People one of the Sigma it. houses. The, yes. the floor kept on caving in because everyone was just going crazy. Oh, like <laughs> I've heard. Yes, this. yeah. We got invited by a law school student. Wow. to our frat house and I was like I, I am not going <laughs> he texted and he was like oh it's, it's called off because they broke the floor and yeah. I was like they, they did broke what? yeah, the yeah that happened party, that happened on Halloween weekend too it's like That's we pulled up to the party and they're like no one's going in the floor fell through and I was like what? <laughs> yeah so like is this like how do how do you dance to this? You, there's like this hit there's, dance. Yeah. There's, yeah. I like it. There. Somebody's gonna do it. Come on. I, and Nick like got it. I feel like you can do it like Nick. You can do it like Uzi. Uh, well, I'll, no, I'll show you the video of Uzi did it. Yeah, we can show you TikToks. Yeah. Yeah. Did you so, do that for the whole but song? But you wouldn't. But you wouldn't do that. See, I think that's another difference. It's like there is a TikTok dance, but yeah. you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna go to a crowded room and like do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bring it out of the way. Mix space. No. See, but no, that's but something I would be actually. Like, oh, I know this song. <laughs> that does happen now, though. It really At parties, really? if there's a song, there's a big crowd. Someone wants to dance, they will come through. 
clear the circle, everyone's yeah. pushing, everyone's pushing, and you have a circle, and people come in and they're doing their dances and they start dancing off in this circle and it's like, all right, move, 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 and you just clear the circle for them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just don't think I went to enough parties where people actually know how to dance. Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe one person there, but that's a really short yeah. dance off. Yeah. There's only one yeah. person doing well, it. Well, everyone else is like, good job. That's well, like a cultural I thing for me because <laughs> in like Mexican parties and circles, everybody's dancing. Yes. So for me, like when we would go out like in London or when I would go out like in like these spaces in Syracuse, it's like everybody's just kind of standing. Oh, yeah. I think there's like a deep seated discomfort <laughs> so trying to dance if you're really just not a, sure what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. I feel like you mentioned this, like you go to a party and there's that one song where everyone just tries to like yep. be louder and know the lyrics the most. You cannot go to a party today and not hear this song. Is it Dreams and Nightmares? It is oh, Dreams and Nightmares. nightmares. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, it's not loading. Oh, there we go. Uh, this is yeah. what I've been waiting for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then everyone that? is just like jumping, shouting the lyrics. Yeah, the, this one and the one I just played, these mm-hmm. are the most popular songs. Mm-hmm. And who is this? Uh, Meek Mill. Meek Mill. And it's, it's interesting because I had showed this, like I was listening to this song with my sister and I was like explaining like, yo, like this song gets people crazy. And she was like, it's so slow though. Like when I was in college, that would drops. not have yeah. flown. Everybody went like something faster. Yeah. Right? Yep. More energy. And then when you're at D9s and they start strolling. Yeah, and then people, they made strolls to this. Yeah. Needs to get to the part. Yeah, just let it get to like just one part. When the beat drops. I recognize the piano in the background though from like YouTube videos. Yeah. I'm not on any social media, but. And it's like if this song comes on and you don't know like at least the intro, people are going to. It's like embarrassing like, to not here? know this. Right. This is the the exception to the rule. You have to have lyrics and the hook within five seconds. Of yeah, the front, right. <laughs> I guess so. Well, it started with lyrics. But, yeah. but, like, but it, did you play that right away? You hear this? What y'all been waiting for? And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think this build-up is just like it's like a lot of anticipation yeah. here, and then this part is everyone. Yeah, I recognize this part. Yeah. I'm just fascinated because of that like willingness to put off. The payoff in a song where everything else again seems like it's yeah. gotta be right, right. now, right now. Yeah, there it was breaks so the mold. much of a build up. Yeah, and then like it's like but another, there's energy in the song. Yeah, yeah, I think the energy too. And another thing I feel like is popular at parties now is like even not so much dancing, but like quote unquote like performing. Like if you know a song, oh, you make it I known see. that you like know a song. You're there. You yeah. have like your hand movements. You know the words, yeah. and you're like showing that you know it. No one's paying attention, but. Yeah. Kind of participating in we, had, yeah. we had a graduate student event last night and that's what it was yeah it was like when people knew the song it was like little circles of people yes proving that they knew the song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah are you serious this is yeah. so educational this is yeah. blowing my mind it's a safe way for us to go to parties without going to parties right exactly, <laughs> exactly. like i like in my head when students talk about going to parties I imagine like the old school like all together and it's mm. evolved yeah. so much mm-hmm. like yeah. that's wild do people listen to like dance music like EDM like 
<laughs> like house, like house, house EDM, yeah. techno, anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yes. I feel like just like on the topic of like parties, it's like a big thing now is like people don't really have playlist parties. I feel like people always bring someone in and it's like the vibe. Okay. Like they just match the vibe. Interesting. So in, during like in party culture these days, I sound so old. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the party, party culture. culture. The like what are the do like the don'ts? Like what Don't. are you guys seeing? And then what are you like not supposed to do? <laughs> I feel like you get a lot of like if you come to a party and there's a lot of bodies just standing around, it's like, why are you here? Why are you here if you're just gonna stand? Like if you're gonna stand, go to the wall. If you're like standing towards the middle, it's like why are you here? So don't go in the middle and just stand there yeah. and take up space. Yeah. So don't go the, the instructions what? from yeah. 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 She's like, she she knows she's she's like, she's writing like it down. Like an ethnography. She's going to go to the fire and stand in the middle. And start doing the little easy dance. It's funny because I feel like all the things that we did in college then were more like mixers. You just yeah. stand around and talk to people or maybe there would be like the drinking game or the pool table or whatever that would be sort of in the way of everybody else trying to have conversations I, right. since three people would be trying to take up the space by doing that game but I've, everybody else would be sitting on know, couches like or standing I've up talking to I've never been to a party right. where there was a game going yeah. on I've never been to like an actual party lights off like I've been to hangouts where there was like games going on but like party parties all the furniture's out no yeah. tables oh, no games everything out completely. Yeah. and it's like you're packed in there like sardines and everyone is moving there's yeah. no conversation music blaring there's no beer pong no. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like friends that you talk to from other schools, is that the same there, or is that just a Syracuse thing? Because mm-hmm. like for us, there it was, was a floor collapse at a, a university in Texas. Yeah, really? that's really how it goes. It's just crowds. You just like pack in as many as had, you can. Yeah. The the school I went to, Bowling Green, is in Ohio. The town's only thirty thousand people, so it's a small town. But the university is the same size as Syracuse. Mm-hmm. But there's fifteen bars, and it's a, two blocks off campus. So people would go to a party. And that was more like a transition. You would go mm. to the party for a while, but then anyone who was 21 was going to the bars later. Mm-hmm. It was never like, mm. we're all here for the whole night. And the parties it's, ended around like 10 or 11. Yeah, and then you yeah. go for a few more hours and go out of the bars. Instead of it being like, there is a house party, this is the event for the night. Yeah. Unless it was a holiday. Mm. And it's also, you said you guys would leave parties at 10 or 11. That's when they start. We start parties. <laughs> like, if you want to go to a party, you don't want to be too early. You show up at 1230 and yeah. it's just starting. Wow, that's like Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that I've I've noticed that like that kind of changed in mm-hmm. my college years because when we started it was like normal like nine ten, and then as like by the time we were graduating you were arriving at eleven twelve. Yeah, because well, yeah. the bars weren't as easily accessible for undergraduates anymore. Like because mm-hmm. there was the crackdown. It's not on, your default I mean, I, anymore. I right? certainly oh, noticed wow. a big difference on how many people had IDs yeah. when I was in school. Where like it just you knew when I got to school. If you, didn't, if you weren't 21, you weren't getting in. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I graduated, it was like, we're all going to the bar. Like, what do you mean? You're a freshman. I'm like, so? <laughs> it was just kind of this, this change in the way that, again, like attitudes about what's forbidden, what's not forbidden, yeah. what's, what's acceptable. And I feel like also with technology, it's been like increasingly easier to obtain a fake ID. Yeah, Anyone sure. could just get online, take a picture, and order one. Yeah. Where yeah. is like... You had to know somebody. And yeah. get a weird, like a Michigan driver's license. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like access technology opens your access so much more because mm-hmm. you, you know, okay, well, I'm not going to force myself into the bar I know I'm not going to get into. Let me, 
go here, let me go there. Like, there's so many other ways. Uh, you yeah. have delivery services now right. that are taking you yeah. alcohol, that right. deliver alcohol to your door. <laughs> and now and you just show them your ID when they deliver it. It's so also, it's, you don't really have to worry about, like, if a party's active or not. You get on Yik Yak, you get on Snapchat, you get yeah. on location and see, oh, there's a lot of people at this house, let's go here. Or you yeah. post on Yik Yak, like, oh, is this party active right now? And if they say no, then you don't go. Yeah. I thought yeah. they got rid of Yik Yak. No, no. that's still up. Because we had a big issue when I, I was in Yeah, you're the same mm. age as my sister. There was a huge happening. issue with, like, cyberbullying, mm-hmm. like, aggressive on like, Yik Yak. So-and-so has anonymous. an STD. And yeah, that worse. still gets posted. Worse. Really? Yeah, yeah. way worse. Yeah, it was bad. I remember they had to send an email out, like the dean of the school. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I got completely off of social media during lockdown. Nice. I was like sitting on it and I just kept thinking like, I watched the documentary on Netflix about was social dilemma. Yes. And I was like, yeah. I put a countdown on Facebook. I said, in 10 days, yeah. I'm gone. So if you want to keep in touch with me, here's my email address. That's I'm trying to be. And, I it. That's and now I watch too much YouTube, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I found other ways to fill that. And I still have LinkedIn yeah. for like digital proof of life, but otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, also like that pressure to post. I think I lost that once I really once I graduated college. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, like I haven't yeah. shared anything. Like nobody knows anything that's not like because I moved so far away from home then I have to remember okay like I haven't seen a lot of the people that I have on social media Mm. in months right and so the pressure though when you were like in college it's like oh my god I have to get this out like my sister who's 1995 was like oh my god it's been like two weeks since our New York trip is it too late to post the photos and I was like do you like the photos (laughs) (laughs) no I feel that that's how I am it's like when I went to Mexico it's like that week that we got back I was like all right I gotta find the good picture so I can make a post so yeah Mm. it makes sense why were you posting yeah the problem is I think like social media at least personally but I think for a lot of people is it's like so connected to like not just personal life anymore Mm. like it's part of your job, like mm-hmm. doing social media. <laughs> like, your job, yeah, you know, like. Yeah. But also, like, I, like I make music too. But like, how is anyone going to hear your music these days? Yeah. You know, you can't just like go pull a Bonnie Vare and like go out to a cabin and then like put out your record. Like, yeah, that doesn't work yeah. anymore. You have to like be promoting it on your social media. And it's like, yeah. if you don't have money for a social media manager, yeah. then you got to do it. So it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, that's where it's like there's no like divide anymore. There's a yeah. There's a that professional element of it as like I've I've been here with my background I was very careful about the image in my social media anyway mm-hmm. because I had a congregation full of people that were going to text my dad if they <laughs> caught a whiff of anything did so you know I was, your daughter <laughs> I was very fortunate in that way and now you know when I look back like on my social media like a lot of it was not bad but like for the people that didn't and now you have like such scrutiny about those things like Mm. companies will look at your social media Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of people that'll like disappear their name will disappear and they'll have a little lock next to their Twitter and I'm like who the heck is this person and it's like a friend that I definitely know but they're applying for a job they're a teacher now they're this they're that and so it's like now there has to be like another layer of protection even when I was applying for scholarships um, Mm. they would be like what's your TikTok handle what's your Instagram handle which is just I I remember my mom telling me that like you know you really be careful because I never did anything that was like really outside the box in mm-hmm. college. It was you know, we went out to parties and, but it's like oh you got to be careful because employers could ask to see your Facebook. And I said well if, if they're gonna ask that I don't want to work there. Yeah. Like, mm. And that's but, and but I when I look back there are parts of the things that I was like maybe I don't put this one on Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> even though like it was people drinking alcohol and I was in college. Yeah. Like, 
there are some of the pictures that look, oh, that looks a little more extreme than it actually was. I want to yeah. be careful about that <laughs> picture. And that's interesting that up. you say, like, if they're asking for social media, then you don't want to work there. Because I feel like that's, yeah. compared to us now, you're, it's going to be very hard to find a place of work that right. is, doesn't want to go right. through your social media. Yeah, Go mm-hmm. through it or, like, see that you've used it. So, like, mm-hmm. in my public policy, yeah, so, like, public health and, like, public policy, a lot of those, like, backgrounds... They want to see that, like, if you're saying you're passionate about advocacy and if you're saying you're passionate about X, Y, Z cause, they're like, how did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. How (laughs) did you do that? Can we see your social media? Can we do this? And at first, like, early in my applications for, like, college era, Mm. I was like, oh, I'm just trying to put it on there and they can't find it. And then (laughs) now it's like, they're like, if you have it, put it. And I'm like, so now the situation has shifted. It's Mm. it's a part of it now. Yeah, it's a nice privilege not having to be in a spot where I feel like I need to have something. I've, I've worked other jobs before where I was responsible for promotion or whatever on Facebook or on Instagram and things. I'm like, there's no opportunity for that here because marketing and communications at the university is pretty tightly controlled and they keep everything kind right. of centralized. So like, it wouldn't have mattered to me either way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny too. Like, I, I have Facebook and I remember when Facebook came mm-hmm. out, like the whole staff, this is probably, I don't know, 2010, like all gathered in the computer cluster and our one millennial did a workshop on like how to create a profile and like was walking us through. So that was like my introduction to Facebook. And then like I just got an Instagram account like within the last year and it's just for professional stuff. And the flip side of that is that like students will like follow me and I, not a lot, I have like 50 followers I think. Um, But it's like if they do, it's like, do they want me to follow them back? And then if I do, does that mean I see their photos? And it's like, oh my God, I don't want to see that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and is it rude if you don't? But like, yeah, what is then that? it's like, yeah, I don't, you I feel like very it. invasive. Like, yeah. I do, do you know? The, mm. the whole etiquette that goes along with it is really yeah, interesting because it's like speaking a whole other language. It's like, mm. the etiquette is just so like, yeah. it's like if you want to get someone's attention, you know, you follow them, they follow you, you're not going to message them. You're going to like their most recent picture. Yep. And then they'll message you. Like, Wow. Yeah. It's like coordinating so that's amazing. Yes. That's a, like, that wouldn't have occurred to me if you're trying to get someone to do like the, the step by step. Yeah. It's like that whole it's like asking for the Letterman jacket. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like the oh if they like three of your pictures. Like I would yeah, only like, a, like oh. I would only like a photo if I thought the photo was good. Like, <laughs> it just wouldn't have occurred to me you that said it makes <laughs> I was, I was listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about how like if you're stalking somebody on Instagram and you accidentally like, like a photo movie. from like five years ago that's yeah. like the like kiss of death yeah, in terms horrible. of like because yeah. yeah. then they know yeah but it's like well how do you like how does that happen like do you just like accidentally hit the heart yeah, yeah. or if you're yeah. scrolling too fast you can like double because you can double tap yeah. yeah oh my goodness yeah. and like it's now happening. that like there's like the scrutiny of like views yes. and it's like oh this person doesn't even follow me but they viewed my story yeah. so you yeah. can see who oh, views right. your stuff yeah. oh interesting yeah screenshotting yeah. now that like reports back in the day when you could see oh. what other people were liking oh on Instagram oh my god do you yeah. also remember on Snapchat when it would like show everyone else's top three best friends? oh that was I the best that was so nosy there. <laughs> I would go through my good. friends list and be like, "Interesting." Yeah. <laughs> I got I got on Facebook pretty early, but mostly as a gag. Like a bunch yeah. of my friends started finding out. This is when you had to have a .edu to be able to get on Facebook, and it was in like 2005. Oh, because oh, oh. it was yeah. college networking only. You had to That's have Harvard right. .edu, or they started with yeah. Ivy League and then started moving to bigger schools, and then wow. it kind of crept through the Midwest. Mm. And then some of my friends were like, "Oh, this thing Facebook, you can like." 
connect with the other friends. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to use that. That sounds dumb. Let's just make a profile. And like, they were like, well, we can do one for my dog. So yeah. my profile for like a year was somebody's boxer named Lucy. <laughs> and I heard someone at the union talking about it. They're like, oh yeah, there's Facebook thing about it. Somebody on our school, because you can only see your school network mm-hmm. pretty openly. Like, oh yeah, somebody even has their dog on there. And I started laughing and they're like, oh, it was like, that's, that's my profile. But I never would have thought I was going to use it. Okay. Wow. Tell, there was no control over, you couldn't see who was looking at your stuff or there wasn't this awareness and it's kind of like data management of really what's going around all that meta information. It was just like, that's a photo. Right? It is so wild to think that like, like that's not really that long ago either. That right. like you were just like that, like that, that it was existing to like, just like, like talk with the other people on other college campuses in the U S and now they're like running like global they politics and, yeah. like, yeah. and, and like, they don't know what they're doing. That's oh. crazy. I, I have a hard time believing they thought the like button was going to turn into that's how we track people's interactions. Right. Yeah. right. And then they yeah. send that to ICE. And yeah. The, right. like, and, that's crazy. And now, like, information, like, access is, like, we were talking, I was telling somebody about how I had an issue with my bank account, and I went to Twitter. Like, that was where I was oh, like, yeah. I'm going to Twitter because I, you know. Because they're not going to give gonna, you the customer yeah. service that you The, the customer service line hung up on me. I, their website didn't say anything. I'm going to that's Twitter. Right, that and that's where day. I found out. You know, that's what was going on Twitter. I sat mm. on the phone for hours. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that, that like, Twitter has become such, like, an information source. And mm. I know, like, when older generations hear, oh, I saw on Twitter, oh, I saw on TikTok, they're like, what? That's not a reliable source of information. And it's, well, like, that academic. All the, even, yeah. Not necessarily that mainstream media has all the right information, but no. even they are communicating the <laughs> yeah. media yeah, to be able to make this happen. But yeah. it's a problem, or like it has potential to turn into a huge mm-hmm. problem. You see it now with Elon Musk. Yeah, sure. you know, like mm-hmm. sure. when it gets in the hands of the wrong people, he's putting his stuff on the top of the yeah. Twitter feed now. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. there's so much potential, like shadow banning, like leftist activists. You know, yeah. like so. And, and even the same thing with what Meta has. There's, there's this, mm-hmm. you know, there's always been a small group of people controlling mass media, like the, the idea yeah. of um, Hearst, right? Like, this is the a person who created <laughs> presidencies. Mm-hmm. That they, they just, they were newspaper owners for generations. But it's, it's always existed in some small group of people doing that. But now it's happening on so much more of a global scale. Yeah. It's not yeah. just a newspaper. It's yeah. minute by minute access to information. Yeah. It's really yeah. challenging. It's that interesting mm-hmm. power in our governmental structures aren't, like, Built that way, aren't built mm. to handle that. Yeah. Aren't built to address Laws those have been questions. behind the times for a long. I'm struggling to keep up with technology for mm-hmm. generations, but mm-hmm. technology moves so much faster now that it's that yeah. much harder to try to manage and, and coordinate and kind of limit the power of, of technology and the groups yeah. that run technology. Oh, we could do a whole. <laughs> That's a whole right? podcast. We could do a whole podcast. We're giving sneak peeks. Like, right? We're giving so many sneak peeks. <laughs> so for our first episode, Generation Podcast. I mean, holy cow! That's awesome. There could be a song every week. Yeah. <laughs> we could have like a different theme for like this was college. And then it would be like breakup songs of your generation. <laughs> or, yeah. like, I feel like uh, um, we didn't get to it today, but I feel like it would be really interesting to talk the about dating. how the dating. Yeah. 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 Let's yeah. do that. I think that could be a whole episode. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be a great episode. And then we'll episode. do breakup songs. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. a little circle. Yep. Full circle. I want to do attitudes about gender too. I bet that would be really That'd interesting. That would be really good. Yeah. You guys, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank thanks for you. having us. This yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah. You want to okay. sign off? Yeah. Do I don't know. Do we have, like, what's a generate? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, ready? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here you go, my generation. Does everybody know this song? Yeah. It's the Who. No. 
I love this one. I know weird facts about The Who because of class, but not because... <laughs> Alright, signing off. This podcast is brought to you by HOP and SSS's The Census Project. The Census Project encourages self-exploration and community building through podcasting, music, and beat making. You can find out more about The Census Project at SyracuseCensus.com. Through nuanced discussion and dialogue across differences, The Census Project seeks to create a more inclusive community, one podcast at a time. This is Craig Tucker, and we thank you for listening.